Hi, I'm Jerry Ewing. Welcome to the K-Scope podcast. To be honest, when I was asked to do this podcast, I could have really filled it up with anathema. Um, you know, it doesn't take much of a detective to read Prog Magazine and work out that I'm a big anathema fan. But why have I chosen Thin Air? Well, it's one of their best tracks, I think. And I've chosen We're Here Because We're Here because that was the album, um, really, that Anathema released first after we'd started the magazine. And, and for many people, I think they think that We're Here Because We're Here is, is sort of the rebirth. I, I often have a have a sort of laugh with, with Vinny. He goes, we're not prog. And what he means is we're not like Yes or we're not like Genesis. And I'm like, you're not like that. None of the original bands ever sounded the same. And I don't understand why people seem to want it all to sound the same. That's not what progressive music is. Progressive music is, it, the, the progressive part is how it's thought of. It's, they think outside the box. They don't think of orthodox songwriting techniques. And, and I think that comes across a lot of the music that I've, I've chosen for this podcast, I think falls into, into that. I mean, I'm a big fan of K-Scope as a label. We have a similar idea about what modern progressive music is. Anathema's Thin Air is a perfect example of that.
Next up, um, it's I Am The Morning, a, a delightful duo from Russia, uh, who I first met. Um, I met uh, Marianne at the K-Scope's fifth birthday bash. And she was assigned to K-Scope at that point. She was a friend of Danny from Anathema, and he'd invited her along, and we got talking at the after-show party that Danny was DJing at, and he was spinning some classic uh, 70s disco, if I remember. And... About two days later, a CD arrived in the office. It was very early. I'm the morning stuff, and I was I was entranced. I thought this is this is wonderful. It's I, I just loved her voice. I loved Gleb's piano playing, and I liked the dark elements uh, behind the lyrics and the, the sort of morbidity. I really, you know, there's 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 a lot um, a lot is made. I think of of uh, how somber some of the subject matter that, that people who get interested in, in progressive music, how it can go. And I don't think it's any more sort of sombre or, or weird than lyric choices for heavy metal, I think. But I think perhaps because some of the music is less um, in your face, which is certainly the case with quite a lot of I Am The Morning's music, um, perhaps people expect it to all be airy-fairy, and, and, and it's not, you know. Um, now, I've chosen a track off of uh, I'm The Morning's brand-new album, um, The Bell, and it's the opening track, Freak Show, and the reason I've chosen that is because it's, well, it's quite lengthy and you can really get your teeth into it, but it also it, it highlights every facet of what I like about I'm The Morning's music rather than, you know, just one, be it... Um, be it you know um, Marianne's lovely voice or or Gleb's good keyboard playing, but this 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 runs the gamut of that, and it's also quite heavy in places as well. So you kind of get the the light and shade of the music as well as the sort of light and shade of the lyrical content, um, both of which I think are standout things for me of of I'm the morning.
obviously I was going to have to touch upon the master at some point, uh, be it uh, Porcupine Tree or his, his solo stuff. I know there's a running joke for Prog Magazine that, you know, Stephen he either appears in every issue or Stephen only has to fart in the tub and we've, we've put him in the magazine. Um, why shouldn't a magazine called Prog uh, support one of the most important artists of the modern era, um, is my argument. Obviously, he's not in every issue. I first came across Stephen uh, when I was on Metal Hammer back in the early 90s when uh, Richard Allen, who was his manager and uh, label owner for Delirium Records, uh, got in touch with me and said, oh, I notice you write about a couple of proggy things in Hammer. You seem to like that. I've got an artist called Porcupine Tree I think you might be interested in. And I was like, send it over. And the first couple of albums turned up and I loved it. And I've been... Uh, I've been a, a fan of Stephen's work work ever since because I mean it's, it, he's got such a fantastic body of work. I've chosen something solo rather than than, than Porcupine Tree because I just kind of want to keep it current. And and also I mean I know that there's the big arguments about is he prog anymore or has he gone pop? And you know to me if 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 you want to find it it's still there in his music. But I've chosen Routine from Hand Cannot Erase which came out in 2015. And the reason I've chosen this is because uh, the live impact that it has when you see Jess Cope's quite wonderful stop motion video, which um, which they uh, often have up on the, the, the big screen behind the stage when Stephen does this. I've been lucky enough to witness it at, um, at the Royal Albert Hall a couple of times. Huge emotional impact. It really is is quite moving. I mean, it, it, the, the strength of, of emotion in modern progressive music, um, you know, from, say, something like um, The Raven That Refused to Sing um, through to, to, to Routine, if you see them, especially combined with the visuals, it really, it's real sort of tearjerker stuff. Um, and obviously, you know, as, as that stop motion video unfolds, which works so well with the music, and obviously Nanette's quite wonderful voice as well, and you kind of realise what the story is that's been being told, really has, has quite, quite some impact on you. So I hope you agree with me and I ho hope you enjoy it, but that's Routine from Stephen Wilson. What do I do with all the children's clothes Such tiny things and still smell of them And the footprints in the hallway Hung to my knees Scrub them away And how do be of use Make the tea all of their favorites throw them away And all the school books And the running shoes Washing them clean in the dirty steel sink Me 
most beautiful morning forever. Like the ones from far off, far off away. With the hum of the bees in the jasmine sway. The next lot are a bit of an enigma, I suppose. Engineers. It's the title track of 2014's Always Returning. Again, another reason that I'm a big fan of K-Scope is because post-rock plays quite a big part in their post-modern progressive sounds sort of epithet. And I'm a massive post-rock fan. Um, And I see that... I see where post-rock fits in with progressive music, um... I admit we have some readers, often of an older persuasion, that don't see that and absolutely refuse to see it. But I think we're seeing more and more uh, people kind of understanding that, that that actually this is an arm of, of progressive music, that there is a huge part of post-rock, which has been picked up by at least three authors who've put books on out on post-rock in the last three or four years have all picked up on the connection between progressive rock and post-rock and and how it all fits together. Engineers kind of fit into that area. And I just always, again, it was a band who we probably didn't know too much about when Prog Magazine started in 2009. We were learning. We were very much learning at that time. I mean, we we knew what progressive rock had been and and we were kind of learning where it was going to go. And you know, which would help sort of guide where the magazine went over over the next 10 years. And Engineers are always going to be a band for me who we listened to at that point and thought, this is great. And we can see, you know, it's a bit poppier, but we can see the the influences they've taken on board um, and we can sort of see where it fits and, and there's a different route for people. Uh, so that's why I've chosen Engineers. In fact, I really hope you make another record soon and get it out on go.
there's so many bands that I've left off of, of my choices today that are on, on the label that I could easily have, have, have fitted in because I, I'm just a big, big fan of the, of the music that, that the label puts out. Uh, but I was asked to definitely include um, in the material of the last 10 years something that's brand new that's coming out. And I've opted for Clone. And it's Yonder. It's from their brand new album, Le Grand Voyage. And they're a, a French uh, sort of atmospheric prog band, I think. That's how we term them in the magazine, atmospheric prog. Um, they've got elements of heavy metal to them, but they've, uh, like, say, someone like Alcest, for example, they've got, or Wolves in the Throne Room, these are a band who, who've who softened the edges and become a lot more progressive um, as, as time goes on. Then the new album... Uh, the Grand Voyage is is a perfect example of that. It fits absolutely 100% into a sort of the definition of modern progressive music in 2019. It's catchy, um, it's atmospheric, it's got a bit of heft to it, and it's also quite uh, it moves you as a listener. And I don't think you can ask for much more than that, really, um, from from a record. And, and they're a band who are going to be in. The next issue of Prog Magazine, uh, the 102 that we're working on at the moment, and a band I hope that we're going to see a lot more of. I hope the readers take them to their hearts the way that the magazine have as well. We have to live just you and I. In this red, blue, yonder And real and white Leave the sweet inception Until we die Leading us together On the other side Share. Spread the 
So we're going to go all the way back to 2010 alongside the Anathema Choice. This is the oldest track that uh, that I've chosen for the podcast. It's North Atlantic Oscillation and it's Cell Count from Grappling Hooks. These, again, were an intriguing band. Um, K-Scope had this wonderful way of sniffing out unique bands that don't really... You kind of think, well, where, where does that fit in? And then you kind of think about it and you go... It fits in with prog magazine, doesn't it? And and these guys are at the more electronic end of of, of what uh, progressive music can do in the modern way. Not, I mean, I wouldn't say they're like Tangerine Dream, but they've got they're, they're kind of more electronica from the sort of eighties electronica aspect. And yet, when we played Cell Count in the office, everyone was like, "This sounds like ELO," and that nailed it for me. If a band can have that modern electronic sound and yet write the song that sounds like Jeff Lynne could have written it, then there's something something special there. I mean, you may not agree with me or you may go, you know what, he's got a point. But um, that marked North Atlantic Oscillation out as kind of uh, quite a, a unique uh, prospect. I remember seeing them at the fifth birthday bash um, that K-Scope had at the garage. Uh, interesting because there's three of them on their, on their keyboards with synthesizers and stuff. And they've, they've been the most prolific of, of bands. I still enjoy what they do when, when, when they do release stuff. Um, but uh, I guess the first album, Grappling Hooks, is something kind of special, um, or the first album that I heard. And, and Cell Count has always stood out for me as, as, as the track on there that sort of really encapsulates what they're about. <laughs>
It's amazing what they can do It's amazing what they can do To you So next I've gone with Wisdom of Crowds, and uh, uh, there's a reason for this, and I've cheated a little bit here. I mean, as, as, as I said with Stephen Wilson, it's like, do you choose do you choose Porcupine Tree, do you, do you choose Wilson, do you choose one of each, and then you leave something else out? And in, in trying to, to keep my list of choices as varied as I could to sort of get across the scope of music on K-Scope, for want of a better word, if you're listening to this, there's a very good chance you actually know that Wisdom of Crowds is the combination of uh, Jonas Ranks from Catatonia and Bruce Sword from The Pineapple Thief. Two bands, again, a massive fan of both, but with the restrictions of of how many tracks I could choose, I thought, you know what, I'm going to cheat and I'm going to go for that and put them together because otherwise I'm going to have to knock something else out. So this is the kind of thing that I love uh, K-Scope for because you get people like Johnny Wilkes and and, uh, Tony Harris who work at the label and they sit there and they come up with these ideas and then they make them work. And it was like, I mean, you know, I personally wouldn't have seen taking Bruce and Jonas and putting it together and wondering how it could work. But by God, it worked and it worked brilliantly. I mean, I remember the gigs at the Jazz Cafe, um, quite brilliant. And it opened up the songwriting to both artists. You, you suddenly felt that, 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 that Catatonia were doing different stuff all of a sudden because another little door had been opened up to them. I mean, they'd already made their move from, you know, as I was saying with... Um, with Clone, um, you know, start off quite heavy um, and then it just gets more atmospheric and, and more deep and more progressive as, as, as the albums continue. And it was kind of after the Wisdom of Crowds um, album, you saw a big shift really in, in suddenly how, how, how Catatonia were doing stuff with their music. Equally, Bruce seemed to open up a bit more um, and suddenly you got like uh, longer pieces of music coming back into to what he was doing with the Pineapple Thief and it also pushed him out for uh, to do you know solo music coming out from underneath the Pineapple Thief umbrella and um, and pushing himself as a songwriter to do slightly different stuff because what's the point of doing solo album if it's going to sound like the day job you might as well stick with the day job so I think this is a very important album in the history of both those bands and the history of the label and and in what we've done with the magazine as well because it, it just opened everyone's sort of eyes and ears up you probably still had people who looked at Catatonia and thought they're a heavy metal band I'm not going to like them but suddenly they're working with Bruce who they do like because the Pineapple Thief can be heavy but they've got many different levels um, to, to their sound 
and I, I'm, I'm guessing that, that, that perhaps this was an album where people went, oh, I'll give it a chance then, and then found out that Jonas isn't some screaming heavy metal singer and that this is quite dark and, and intriguing music that's being made. And you'd like to think that that opened people up and they thought, I'll give Catatonia a chance. Likewise, there may be Catatonia fans that weren't interested or didn't know about The Pineapple Thief and they've gone, oh, or well, like that, I might I might investigate the other way. And, and, and that's what I love to see in music. I love to see people being as open-minded that they can go, oh, I always had the wrong impression of that band and I've changed my mind and I think they're, they're worth a lot more of my time than they were. So that's why Wisdom of Crowds is there. Look, look at the way it turns The wind Nothing will make it learn See the snow on its lonely ride Watch gently they all collide Touch Place your hands on the frozen ground Caress the eyes of this cold, cold land Feel, there's nothing to feel anymore Bitterness to the core Turning it back to me Turning it back to you Moving it back and forth Stuck in the frozen north
stuck in the frozen north. I've been Jerry Ewing and you've been listening to the K-Scope podcast. Thank you very much for uh, listening in. And please do like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you come across it. And to our final choice, I've gone for my old mate's Amplifier. I think they only actually ever had one album on K-Scope. And I've chosen Matt Moss, which is the opening track. Um, if only because it was nice to hear it uh, again um, with uh, Cell singing it, un- unlike having to listen to Russell, our art editor, sing it, as he would do whenever it came on, <laughs> on the stereo back in the day. Um, and I can assure you, you really want to hear Cell singing it, you don't want to hear Russell singing it. Let's get to the shoes on the wheel.